Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 148. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit like, follow, or subscribe on the platform that you're listening to us on. You can also check out my work at theloudest.com on the planet, knac.com for exclusive hard rock and heavy metal interviews, live show coverage, and more. My guest for this episode is Perfect Plan vocalist Kent Hilly. He recently released his second solo album, Nothing Left to Lose, through Frontiers Music. And he is currently on tour with Perfect Plan on the festival circuit throughout Europe. And here's Kent Hilly to tell you more about it. If I knew absolutely nothing about Kent Hilly, how would you describe your music to me? Very melodic rock and roll uh, with great hooks and... um... Great guitar riffs and uh, great vocals. I'd have to absolutely agree, especially on your latest album, Nothing Left to Lose, that came out on August 4th through Frontiers Music. Uh, Your first solo album, The Rumble, came out in 2021. You co-wrote and produced that one with Michael Pallas. This time, you have a new producer and co-writers in Jimmy Westerlund and Ulrich Lundqvist. Uh, How did new uh, collaboration come about? Me and Ulrich had had uh, started writing some songs together, and um, we started out the process uh, actually with an, another producer. To make a long story short, you know, uh, we ended up, you know, not going forward with the first alternative. So we um, we asked Jimmy if he was available to to uh, produce this album, and um, and he was, and 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 uh, you know, he had been. Uh, wanting to work with me for a couple of years and uh, I've always wanted to work with Jimmy so uh, long story short we we started out I think it was in in December or something like that 2022 you know a couple of months later we had we had a full album so um, that was really a blessing in disguise to be honest getting Jimmy on board and and um, putting his remarkable talent on on these songs that that we had written and um, I've collaborated with uh, a lot of people on this album compared to the first one. I have names like Christian Fuhr, Pete Alpenborg, Mike Palace, Alexander Jonsson, uh, Rick Altsy, to name a few. And uh, of course, Kai Hachter from Nightwish on drums on, on uh, the song Nothing Left to Lose. Well, I, I think that it paid off for you. The reviews across the world are fantastic for this. A lot of people are saying that this is your best work ever. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, we've, we've received, uh, you know, massive reviews and, and fantastic ratings uh, from this album. I think that out of 30 reviews that we've received and ratings, I think about 27 or 28 or or up to 9 out of 10 and uh, just fantastic reviews so the response has been absolutely amazing your work with perfect plan and your work with giant you kind of keep that 80s rock radio sound alive and you're certainly keeping it alive in your in your uh, yeah. material here uh i think that one of the things that you added here that you don't hear a lot in the new melodic rock is saxophone on does he Love like, yeah. and I think that really captures that '80s sound right there. Absolutely, and and you know, does he love like me? Is you know, he got that. You know, the first time I wrote that song, I, I felt that you know, it got a definite foreigner vibe to it, and uh, 
you know, like urgent, the foreigner song, like, uh, you know, uh, the same vibe, uh, so to speak. And, um, and I've always wanted saxophone on, on, uh, on a song. This was a good opportunity. And, uh, and I found uh, Oleg Lavrentev on, uh, actually on Fiverr the website where musicians uh, put out their services. So I got in contact with him, got the tip from uh, Michael Palace to contact him, and, and uh, you know, he did just a magnificent job. From a songwriting perspective, you kind of keep things uh, a little personal in the fact that you're talking about personal relationships and feelings and wearing your heart on your sleeve. Uh, that's kind of the case with your single, <laughs> yeah. uh, Nothing Left to Lose. That song, Nothing Left to Lose, is, is, is ba basically from, uh, I got the inspiration from the Ukraine wa war, and uh, it's an anti-war song, so to speak. I wanted to give the pers perspective of, of the Ukrainian people and, and, you know, the families and mainly the children of Ukraine and the casualties of war in, in terms of splitting up families, and it turned out really great. And... The whole pre-chorus on that song is about the president uh, in Ukraine. You know, I write about different things. Obviously, in this genre, there's a lot of relationship-oriented um, uh, type of songs and, and lyrics and so forth. And uh, But every now and then, I do songs like Nothing Left to Lose, you know, Fighting to Win on, on Perfect Plan, Time for a Miracle, for instance, and songs that is a bit motivational, but also political in some way. At the same time, they trigger emotions as far as, you know, feelings and, and, and relationships and stuff like that as well. Yeah, definitely. The whole thing for us human beings is based upon uh, our lives are very based upon relationships and uh, of different kinds. It's not, not just, uh, you know, a man and a woman, you know, in a in a relationship, it's all relationships. Um, you can um, interpret this uh, th these types of songs, and you know, mostly, of course, it's about love and um, broken hearts and and so to speak. But a lot of things in life is about relationships and and uh, experiences together with other people. Well, let's talk a little bit about your latest. Uh single too young if you want to talk about the inspiration behind that one i got this um instrumental demo from from ulrich and uh, also felix bori in in um, gothenburg who's uh, been doing a lot of arrangements on this uh, you know pre-arrangements on the on on the demos and so forth and uh, i immediately got that you know hook or the chorus in my head that I wanted to build something on and I just had too young as a theme you know and uh, start building the story around it it's about your first love first um, experience of of a relationship when you're much too young to know about anything and but you can't seem to let it go let's talk about your other single a fool to believe basically the same background of when it comes to uh I had an um, an instrumental demo that I built uh, the vocal melodies and and lyrics on, and um, the instrumentals was made by Felix Bori and and um, Ulrich Lundqvist. And I want to say also that every song has been, you know, Jimmy has put his uh, you know talent on every song in terms of 
you know, arrangements and guitars and, you know, effects and, and effects and things like that, you know. Fool to Believe is, is basically a straight up broken heart type of song. Yeah, there wouldn't be much music if there wasn't any bad relationships, right? No, exactly. And I think that, you know, the good thing about that is, you know, everyone can relate to that. And this uh, suits this kind of music quite well, you know. It's all about what you get. Uh, when I listen to the instrumentals, uh, I mean, the difference between this album and, and, and the, uh, the first album is that, you know, basically every song on the first album was made originally by me an acoustic v version that i sent to michael who arranged everything from a full band perspective with drums and everything uh this time i think that 60 or 70 percent of the songs i've received an instrumental demo that was you know done previous and i stopped building the vocals around it and the lyrics around it regarding this album you know is when i received an instrumental demo you know, you get a certain feel to it and you you start building the lyrics that will suit the song and, and the message that will suit the instrumentals and, and things like that. Do you think that's the way you're going to continue writing going forward, kind of receiving the music uh, up front and penning the lyrics to that? It all depends, you know. I like both ways, you know. It's, uh, it's quite intriguing to receive an instrumental demo and start building something from there but i think that it's a 50 50 situation for me when it comes to songwriting i think that you know the acoustic ones that i create in my living room at home or in my studio are also you know good things to start on because the instrumentalists like guitarists and keyboardists and they can do their own thing you know start building the song and arrange the songs in a different way. Even though Michael Palace didn't have as big a role on your second solo album, uh, he does make a guest appearance on guitar on Saving Us and Heard It All Before, yeah. so your relationship yeah. is still close. Absolutely. I consider uh, Mike uh, as a close friend, and uh, you know he's so extremely talented, and uh, I al always want to work with Mike. We co-wrote two songs together on this album, Heard It All Before and Saving Us, and they turned out really great. You know, his, his guitar playing is really out of this world on, on, uh, on both songs. So on Saving Us, you know, the guitar solo on that one is, uh, it's really, really cool and amazing. So I want to continue working with uh, Mike as often as I can. So. Now that you have uh, a couple solo albums under your belt, what are the chances of getting some Kent Hilly live? Yeah, I was uh, talking about that the uh, the other day. You know, um, my first priority when it comes to live uh, gigs is Perfect Plan. And, uh, you know, during the pandemic, we didn't have the possibility to do any live gigs with Perfect Plan. We We released our second studio album, Time for a Miracle, during the pandemic didn't have a chance to 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 play live so at this point you know playing live is is basically uh, a perfect plan which is my main priority but i won't say no to that because you know i really love the the two albums the two solo albums that i made and 
it would be awesome to play them live as well. So um, I'll definitely um, think about it. Maybe, maybe for next year. Perfect plan. Actually, had uh, quite the performance at the Sweden Rock Fest back in June. That must have been a great experience for you guys. Yeah, that was really cool and and amazing. You know, it's a bit cliche when you say it, but it was definitely a dream come true. You know, I've been. I've been to the Sweden Rock Festival seven times, uh, seven years uh, before. Always dreamt of, of, you know, standing myself on, on the stage there. And uh, now it was everything I ever dreamed of and, and, and much more than that. You know, we, it was a full house and a great atmosphere. And the people working behind uh, Sweden Rock Festival is, I mean, they're, they're true professionals and they're so nice. The technicians on on stage and you know uh, the sound guys and everything that they they, ju- they did just a fantastic job and you know it, it it felt so easy and we were so taken care of and the audience was uh, really great so we had a fantastic time and the gig went very well and and we received a lot of praises and and good ratings on that one as well so. That was a dream come true, definitely. Are you mainly focusing on festival appearances for Perfect Plan, or do you play headlining shows outside of that? We do uh, both, uh, I can say that, you know. But uh, we've said that we want to do gigs. looks fun and and sounds uh, like a challenge also. I mean, playing the Sweden Rock Festival was definitely a challenge because we're not used to playing on that big of a stage you know we've been used to playing on on much smaller stages and uh you know and now we've played on a couple of big stages and uh, getting used to that so uh, but we like both uh, you know playing in a club or or a smaller stage is also great because you you come very close to the audience and uh, it's all very intimate you had an album out earlier this year in February with uh, Robbie LeBlanc, Toby Hitchcock, called either yeah. Tenors Three or Three Tenors. I can't, I can't figure it out. But <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the album came and went. There was little promotion, and it didn't really get the ears it needed to get. It's called Three Tenors. Uh, yeah, I think we did a, a good album, and uh, you know, it, it was a bit of a challenge to. I mean getting three lead singers together and 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 sing one third each you know but i think the songs ended up really great and uh, i think everyone involved did a did a good job so yeah it was uh different but but fun and uh you know i think we we got good praises on that album as well have you discussed the follow-up on that no, not at the moment. Uh, no plans at the moment, but uh, you never know. I think that, you know, we're so busy on e- each other's careers. It was a little easier to do a project like that when, you know, the world was shut down than now that everything's opened yeah, yeah. back up, everybody's busy with their main projects again. Yeah, the positive side with the pandemic is that you you got to be very creative and productive. I I was living in the studio basically uh, during those uh, two three years. You know, the Tenors album uh, came out during the or was recorded during the pandemic together with my first Giant album. You know, the second and third 
uh, album with Perfect Plan as well. So we also did a live album with with Perfect Plan during that period of time. Are you working on another album with Giant? Yes, actually, uh, the guys uh, are uh, currently uh, tracking all the instrumentals. The songs are ready. The songs are chosen and uh, they're ready to be recorded. So I think I'm going to start recording my vocals somewhere in September. Have you discussed the next Perfect Plan album? We have started writing for for the next Perfect Plan album as well. And uh, somewhere during next year, I think in maybe August or something like that, we, uh, we're supposed to uh, deliver the masters for, for the next uh, Perfect Plan album as well. So we've started looking at some songs and uh, going to start working uh, a bit closer and harder during the fall and during the w- winter time. Does it get tough when you have all these projects on your plate, trying to juggle all this, promote it, get down to writing some songs? Because, you know, your last couple of releases are only like four to eight months apart. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit challenging uh, sometimes, but I think that, you know, the label is quite uh, considerate when it comes to um, giving me the time that I need to be creative and to be productive and uh, they're quite understanding when it comes to the time needed for for every album and every project so we have some good discussions uh with the label and and uh, so it's never been really a problem in, in terms of getting you know some extra time to to do things you know like uh for instance my this solo album i got I think I got two or three extra months to to finish the album. There's never been any problems when it comes to that, you know. Music-wise and songwriting-wise, I, you know, I always write songs. So, and when I write songs, I don't think that, you know, this I'm writing for my solo album or I'm writing writing for Giant or I'm writing for Perfect Plan. It just, uh, you know. I've got so much songs going on all the time and, you know, been fortunate enough to have songs uh, enough to, to, um, to share in between all the projects, you know. Obviously, I co-wrote with a lot of people in a much wider ex- extent nowadays and that, that's also uh, uh, one thing that, you know, makes things go a bit faster and, and you know, uh, and I think that I develop as an artist uh, also and a songwriter with with uh, co-writing with, with other people, you know, so. Do you have any other projects you're working on that you can talk about right now? No, at, at this point, uh, it's Giant's next album and, and Perfect Plan's next album. And I think that I've been releasing so much uh, stuff and worked very hard uh, during the five five last years since I got the record deal on, on Frontiers. You know, this solo album now is, is, is actually my 12th uh, release. I think it's uh, eight studio albums and uh, two EPs and two projects, three projects, actually. Uh, now it's nine studio albums. <laughs> At this point, it's it's my solo, it's it's giant, and it's a perfect plan. So I think that's quite enough. But you never know. I mean, 
I'm always <laughs> available to uh, when it comes to great music. You know, if if uh, if there's an interesting project with some great songs and and great people involved, I'm always interested. You know, the music business is a bit different today and compared to maybe 25, 30 years ago. You know, to be able to survive in this business, you need to work. At the rate you're working, they're going to have to pair you up with Jeff Scott Soto at some point. Oh, no, I'm not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Those are all the questions I have for you today, Kent. The new solo album, Nothing Left to Lose, out now on Frontiers Music. Fantastic album. It's a 10 out of 10 in my book. And thank you for taking the time to talk about it today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank Kent Hilly for coming on the Rock is George podcast. Be sure to check out his latest solo album, Nothing Left to Lose, out now through Frontiers Music. Head over to your favorite music streaming app. Take a listen to the album. If you like what you hear, buy a physical copy. Support the artist. For all things Kent Hilly, head over to his official Facebook page, slash Kent Hilly. If you want to check out his main band, Perfect Plan, head over to their official website, perfectplan.se. I also want to thank Dustin Hardman of Hardman Promotions and Frontiers Music for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. Discover your next favorite artist on the Rock is George podcast.